The gospel lesson for this morning. Am I on? Okay. The gospel lesson for this morning is Matthew chapter 15. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from the, that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. But the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. And Jesus replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It is. So Pastor Megan says you maybe do want to hear me? Yeah. <laughs> now it works? Yes. Okay. Here we go. There we go. Okay. And I've only been doing this for 40 years and I still get mixed up on electronics. So it's a good thing you have a young pastor that knows all that stuff. This button, that button. Well, let's pray. Gracious God, from the very beginning, you have invited us all to multiply, add, and grow. And yet often the best we seem able to do is to subtract and take away and divide and to split into camps and parties. Lord, in our heart for us, it is too often us against them. We pray, Lord Jesus, this day and always, give us insight to see others through your eyes, to see others as you see them, to see them as our sisters and brothers, to see them as your beloved children, no less than we are. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, good morning. It is good to be with you again. Um, I'm Pastor Kim Lado, the Bishop's Associate. A lot of you probably know me from this whole call process. and. Uh, in the last four years, I've helped bring about 40 new pastors into uh, uh, pastor positions, and uh, this certainly is one that I'm excited about still, and I hope uh, as a congregation and faith community, you are as well. It's uh, uh, good to see Megan in, in this leadership uh, with her witness and her life. So when I told Megan I was going to preach on Matthew 15 in this section, I mean, it is the lesson for today. I'm sure her eyebrows went up and she thought, yeah, but my daughter is being baptized. What are you doing reading this lesson? What an awful story to put in the Bible. What a terrible story to tell in church. And what a rotten story to tell about Jesus. My word. You think Jesus must have gotten up on the wrong side of his sleeping mat this morning, you know. This is not a good story. Uh, you almost wish that this was uh, fake news, right? <laughs> we could just 
just ignore it. Terrible for baptism Sunday, right? So the story says this mom comes up to Jesus simply asking for help. She has a sick daughter. She's desperate. What does Jesus do? Well, that's the question. What does Jesus do? Ignores her. Nothing. He ignores her. So she uh, looks to the disciples. What do the disciples do? Nothing. <laughs> but run to Jesus and say, this lady's crazy. She's driving us nuts. Tell her to get lost. Instead of helping them or her, Jesus refuses again. So finally, this woman comes to Jesus on her knees, begging. She won't go away. She won't take no for an answer. She's not going to give up. If she has to, uh, well, because Jesus says to her, I've got better things to do than help dogs like you. She seems to think that if she has to be a dog, she's going to be a pit bull. Right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I can just about hear her say back to Jesus when he says that, I, I don't do this for dogs. She says, well, dogs lick the crumbs from under the master's table, so Jesus, throw me a crumb, right? Really, the only redeeming part of this story, it seems, is that Jesus is amazed at her grip, <laughs> at her bite, at the strength of her jaws, and the strength of her faith. He not only gives in, but finally praises her, for not letting go. Well, that sort of redeems the story, but again, it's still not a very nice story. Some Bible scholars look at this story and they're so offended by it, they say, well, you know, it just never happened. You know, the, the writer made it up. Jesus would never do this. Others say, well, it did happen, but you see, Jesus really wasn't being mean. The Greek word for dog here can mean puppy, so maybe he's just calling her a little puppy. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Aww. Besides, they say, Jesus was just joking. Uh, we know leaders who do that. I'm just joking, right? <laughs> Testing her faith to see if it was really a true faith. Trouble is, Jesus wasn't speaking Greek. He would have been speaking Aramaic. And Aramaic has a word that Jesus uses, and it means dog. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way around that. And besides, if Jesus was just joking, how cruel. If Jesus was just trying to test her faith, how cruel, right? This is a woman in desperate need. So some say, well, you know, it is a rotten story, and it probably happened, but Jesus was just being a typical, well, a typical man, maybe, a typical Jewish man of his day, chauvinistic towards women, putting them in their place, and maybe just chauvinistic towards everybody who isn't Jewish, like he was. But they say this woman was so persistent Jesus was changed that day and had his eyes and his heart open. Well, a lot of 
possibilities here. Let's put Jesus on the shelf for a little minute and just talk about this woman. Okay? Matthew says, well, she's a woman. She's the mother of a sick daughter. Possibly being Canaanite and, and uh, coming to Jesus in this area. She's probably a, a farmer's wife from the hill country. It's clear that she's not Jewish. She's not one of the chosen people that God has sent Jesus to uh, uh, sent Jesus to. She's a Canaanite. Well, that's a hated enemy of Israelites. She doesn't share the same beliefs about God that they do. She really is an outsider, a stranger, an alien, right? But like most mothers, when it comes to the health and welfare of their children, this mom's a real pit bull. And she refuses to take no for an answer. I see some mother shaking her hands. <laughs> yeah. She's tough, think of me, they're saying, right? This woman goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jesus. She sets her jaw, she shouts out her need, and she does act like a dog with a bone, right? Not letting go. What's interesting, last week, Jesus called his disciple Peter, the water sinker, a man of little faith. And he's an insider. Today, Jesus calls this woman, this stranger, this foreigner, a person of great faith, persistent faith. And she's an outsider. Jesus gives in. She, give, she gets what she needs right then and there. She has no right, really, to come before Jesus to ask anything of Jesus, but that doesn't stop her. And so Jesus ends up a person, ends up blessing a person who does not even follow him. A person who isn't even a member of his own faith. So, so then, it's a good Minnesota term, so then. <laughs> What's the lesson you and I are to take from this story? It is in the Bible. Could it be a focus on persistence. So it's like, when you pray, step up to Jesus. Don't take silence. Don't take no for an answer. When you pray, bite down and don't let go until you get the answer you need. That could be it. Not a bad lesson. Or it could be, more simply, uh, thinking about discipleship, uh, don't be a disciple like these disciples, right? They're, they don't shine very well in this story. Don't put yourself first. Don't push others away. Don't expect Jesus to take care of problems that you're meant to handle. I mean, they could have responded to this woman in a better way. Or maybe it could be simply that this woman is teaching all of us still not to be smug insiders, thinking we have our life and our faith all put together. When we think that we have Jesus on our leash, right? Pulling on Jesus to do what we want. We learn the lesson that God seems to have arms more open to others than we're willing to welcome. Right? The disciples push her away. We do that with others. Maybe this lesson is to remind us that Jesus is the Savior, not just of the few, but of the all, of the whole world. 
Maybe the lesson means to say God is so much bigger with arms so much wider and more open than we ever seem able to imagine. God does not shut out or cut off those that we're quick to exclude, and we do that all the time. Immigrants, aliens, LGBTQ, you name it. Remember, at least in Paul, the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling what? The world to himself. The world. Not just us, not just our nation, certainly not just our denomination. When we're convinced that we're the ones among the saved, but they, whoever they are, are not, we best be careful drawing lines and drawing boundaries. Now, they could be Canaanites. Well, this Canaanite woman got what she needed. The lesson, the story could be that God operates with a different man when it comes to the work of Jesus in this world. Remember, God's in charge of inclusion, despite our desire often to exclude. So maybe the lesson is simply, we could, we could learn both tenacity in prayer and faith, and humility from this woman's story. But here's what I take from the story this morning. That woman, on her knees, is me. I'm a Gentile too. I'm an outsider to Judaism, to Jesus the Jewish Messiah. I come from a far country. Washington's a long way from Israel, right? I'm not always on target with my own faith. That's not an automatic guarantee even for bishops' associates. I know that I have no right to demand anything from Jesus, that I can only with this woman also daily beg and ask for God's mercy, that I have a chance, maybe that we have a chance to be included in all this that God is doing in Christ is really just a gift of grace, right? It's all grace. God, by sheer loving grace, has shown me and us whom to turn to when we have a need. God has been merciful. And I think if God can be merciful to me, then there's probably no limit to whomever else God can show mercy and forgiveness and love, just as they are also. Still in all, this really is a terrible story this morning. But maybe it's simply terribly powerful, terribly good, terribly graceful, and grace-filled, terribly over-the-top in grace and mercy. So I know this about my heart. This day and each time I come across this story, I give God thanks for the witness of this despised, oppressed woman who has the jaws and the heart of a pit bull. And I can only pray that my own eyes keep turning to Jesus and that my own knees bow before him and that my trust and my hope stay centered on him so that my needs can be brought before Jesus with just as much boldness and determination 
and faith as hers. And maybe that's in your heart as well. William Willimon, uh, former chaplain of Duke University and uh, Methodist bishop in Arkansas, one of his writings says that Jesus was known for the width of his embrace. And I think of Jesus on the cross with arms extended, and I think those arms, one hand touched the other by going all the way around the world. But his embrace is that wide. His reach is deep and wide, open to all sinners, which is all people. So to be a part of Jesus, to be baptized into Christ, like Hadley is going to be this morning, is to be made a part of that same wide, inclusive reach. To be baptized into Jesus is to be caught up into God's plan to reach who? Whom? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> the whole world that is reconciled to God in Christ. A world that includes even me, and you, and all of them, whoever them may be, the word is that God is in Christ reconciling all of us all, right? So today, we believe and trust that the arms that hold the whole world can and certainly will hold and embrace a child, this child, Hadley, who this morning is drawn into the shared wide family and that ministry of welcome and reconciliation through her baptized, baptism into Christ. And for that, for this woman whose terrible story ended up in Scripture, terribly powerful, terribly graceful, we praise God for such grace now gifted to Hadley and us as well. Amen. 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 May that peace